the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, what's going on in Denver today, my friend? Chris, good morning. Tell you what's going on in Denver. It's going to be 75 degrees today, one week before Thanksgiving, or a week and a half. Uh, it's going to be the same tomorrow, sunny and warm Wednesday, slight chance of precipitation with a 35 degree or 40. You don't have these, Chris. Most people in the country don't have the Colorado temperatures weights and you never adjust to them trust me your kids go to school with shorts on a monday and by wednesday they got out of parkas it'll be 40 degrees chris in the change and if we don't get moisture in town i think by next week on the 22nd will be the longest ever that denver has gone without snow it's 200 and it'll be 200 in like i don't know 25 days or something so it's a little crazy plenty of snow i think up in the mountains i haven't been up there i don't ski until after the first of january anyway but other than that things are good I'm just looking forward to the holiday season. What about yourself? We have plenty of uh, precipitation here in the Seattle area, which is not going to shock people, but it's that kind of that drizzle that just lingers and lingers and lingers that drives people crazy. And we're, you know, we're just starting the season. So there was an article in yesterday's paper regarding how people now are starting to combat the, uh, the challenges of the dreariness and the, how they get depressed and things like that. And so my, Answer is either move or go on vacation. Well, Chris, I got to tell you, as you remember, I lived there a long, long, long time ago. And I used to call this um, coffee and beer season. I guess I've lived it my whole life, but it, it was absolutely coffee and beer season in Seattle when it got to November. I remember my first Thanksgiving before we start this morning. My first Thanksgiving in Seattle is when <laughs> you're going to crack up. Is when the I-90 bridge across Lake Washington broke. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. so horrific. Winds blew so hard. I didn't even live there. I moved there at the end of September, and I'm like around November 23rd, 24th, 25th, whatever that was. The weather was so bad that the bridge ran into the other bridge. Remember, they were building it. Yep, and, and, and it broke for like months. And I'm like, God, where did I move to? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Seattle can be interesting with weather as well. Hey, Mike, I want to talk on this episode about something we talked about offline recently. And that was a, a specific product that's available in the marketplace, but is woefully undersold. And that product is Key Person DI. And so I know you're very passionate about this because uh, when you were with Provident, we had the Key Person product in the marketplace. And then when you were with Principal, you know, you helped Principal uh, get into the Key Person marketplace. So maybe start us off with some thoughts and then we can talk about why it's not being sold the way it should. Well, Chris, let's just go back and forth for a second. And, and I may mess this up a little bit now that I don't specifically work for any organization. But yeah, we, we actually, a principal, did design as best we could a key person that what we always said needs to work. Um, and it was really driven by the field. Do you remember that? Absolutely. I mean, really driven by the fields. If you get this, watch out. We're going to set the world on fire. And those aren't uncommon statements from people, and it's fine. I'm not dissing anybody, but I'm just saying back in the day, it was like, if you do this, 
hey, what's that field of dreams? If you build it, they will come. Well, that's what we did with Key Person. And I remember we started out Key Person with um, if you had 10% ownership, uh, you wouldn't be able to participate if you own over 10% of a company. And we worked and worked and we got that to 50, basically 50. So 51% ownership took you out of the Key Person. And I'm speaking specifically of principles for those of you that aren't aware. You could have a 90-day wait because we originally were going to have 180. Uh, every, we got everything compromised to where we thought this thing would just, Chris, once we got it done, take off. And I'll give you the easy example of what we built. It was a 90-day wait. You could go up to two times salary. And it could have changed since then, Chris. It might even be up to a million now with some payouts. But it was a half a million dollars quickly paid out, meaning after 90 days, you could get $20,000 a month. So for three months. Just so people are understanding what I'm talking about. And key person is exactly what it means to be. It was to indemnify a key person. But over time, Chris, we learned there was a lot of places that you could use this product. And to explain the product, it was basically one example. There could be other key person policies out there or programs that I'm not aware of. But it was 90 days, 20,000 a month is what I always said for three months, which was 60,000. At the end of that 180 day period, so you had 90 plus the three months of pays, 180, the balance of $440,000 would be paid to the business. And when that money was paid to the business, the 20, the 40, the 60, and then the 440 for a total of a half a million dollars, Chris, that money came to the company. It never had to be earmarked. And I say again, it didn't have to be earmarked for any specific thing. So I used to get teased because when you're corporate, I used to say, you know what, how can you just basically get a bag of money and do with it whatever you want? If there was a disability, of course, there has to be a disability, but you get a bag of money uh, and do whatever you want with it. I just thought that it would fly off the shelves. Much to my chagrin, Chris, over over this period of maybe we've had it for 10 years. Do you remember when principal came out exactly? I was working there, but it seems like it was about 12 years ago. Maybe. Yeah. Longer than 10, 12. It's never really taken flight. And I begin to wonder why. And before I babble for too long, why do you think it is that it just never took flight? Yeah. Let me, let me make a comment to that is, you know, you said they were going to sell the crap out of it. The last numbers that I saw, I think last year in total, in total, Mike, the industry, in total, 300 policies for the year. Chris, if you want to do me a quick guess, how many small businesses are in America or medium businesses or law firms or anything that you want to call a business? How many would you guess exist? Yeah. You know, Mike, it, it, before the pandemic, there were 32 million businesses. So I'm guessing let's just call it 30 just for round numbers. Okay. So this is like the opposite of doing a trillion and writing it down on a piece of paper with how many zeros it takes. How many Behind the decimal points, does it take to get to our number versus what in the market is possibly available to sell? It is just it's so small, Mike. And it, it, you, I have to tell you a story. Uh, as you well know, when I was working for Provident in Cincinnati, we had a producer who used Key, key Person uh, back in the day. And he was probably selling on his own somewhere between 60 to 80 policies a year in the way he used it. And that goes back into the late 80s, Mike, early 90s. So you think 30 years ago, this person was writing the equivalent of a fourth of all the the key person policies that are written today. And that's just one producer. It's on a policy that wasn't nearly as robust as the current one is. Wouldn't you say that's fair? Oh, 100% agree. The principal's policy is so much more flexible. Back in the day, Providence was very, very stringent 
on you know what you could do and the monthly it was only a monthly benefit and the max was relatively low compared to today so yeah and yet he used it to combine with DI to fund 100% of compensation for key employees and using salary continuation plan is the key which we've talked about in the past and so he used both of those ideas when was the last time you updated your salary continuation plan and then say, if your key executives become earned or sick, how much compensation of their current compensation do they want? Well, it's always 100%. And he just went out, asked questions, and sold a crap pot full of individual disability insurance and key person. Now, Chris, let's talk about key person uh, mechanically. It's non-deductible, right? That as, is as correct. An, and it's non-deductible, but let's talk about, let's make it a half a million dollars and we'll stay on a half million dollar focus just to make it really easy, which is two times somebody's salary up to a half. So we'll always call it a half million for, you know, the remaining 10, 11 minutes we talk about this today. So if I have a half million dollars coming to my, my organization and the bag shows up after 180 days of the half a million dollars. So we have it there sitting. What am I going to do with that? The answer is, Chris, without putting you and I into some kind of like CPA spot is I'm probably going to disperse that money somewhere as income, as a salary continuation plan, as a severance package, which ultimately is deductible, correct, to the business. Correct. And Mike, part of you know what you're trying to do is survive. If you truly lose a key person, chances are it's going to impact revenue. Absolutely. And so when I tell people, you know, the tax consequence of non-deductible on this can really be a, a, a moot point because it, 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 it's a greater scope. It's kind of like uh, way back in the day, and you and I will have this discussion with, with you know, I call it, I call it, you know, um, pension replacement or, you know, those kinds of products where people want to know about the investments, Chris, on your disability versus something just dollar cost average, right, to continue funding your retirement. And we won't go there today. We'll do that in the next couple of three weeks because we'll probably focus on some business products. But back to key person specifically, let's use a couple of examples that I have actually done where it works. I'll just use one. And I think this is a pretty good sales concept. You you all out there that listen to us can decide on your own. But here's where key person fits and fits really well. And I'm going to use three attorneys that are partners. And these three attorneys were around the 250 to 300 each, and they were a third, a third, a third. So I'd already settled the, and they were, and they were of the correct age. You can't start getting key person when you're sixty some years old, fifty nine and a half. Because I don't even remember what principle says, but it's either fifty or fifty five. Do you remember? Yeah, I, I was going to say fifty five, Mike. I don't know specifically, but I think it's I, in that mid fifties. But the listeners, I, I I do forget sometimes uh, all of the mechanics. But, you know, as you and I have often alluded to, Chris, there's a, there's a, there's so many GAs and so many disability experts out there. Feel free to give them a holler and you can get the exact limits and how it works exactly as far as mechanics of the product. But we had three attorneys, 40s, family mem- family guys, the whole bit. They were three guys. Third, 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 simple little, you know, practice. Especially it was like corporate law. So they did things like write, you know, buy, sell agreements. They do agreements. They, you know, didn't do valuations. They helped with just basically getting even businesses set up. So they, they basically just did a little bit of corporate law. Not a little bit. They did okay. The concept with them was simple. Because I, I talked to them about key person. And if one of you went down, what would happen? And the answer was easy, Chris. I don't know. Isn't that the always the answer? Absolutely. They've, no, they've never been asked the question, so they don't know how to answer it. 
No, and that's that, that's that's the point that we want to get to. No, they, they, it was a question that they'd never been asked, so they didn't really know the answer. And they didn't have to know the answer. But what you find is, is when you look at somebody and said, and I don't know which of you three went down, but one of you probably will or could. You guys decide amongst yourself which one is going to be and let me know. And they laugh, of course, right? They laugh, Chris, because they're like, well, I'm not going to say these things. No, we're good. <laughs> uh, that's not the way the world works. And you have to, again, immediately raise the blister and remind people that, you know what, and you've heard this 10,000 times on our podcast, Crystal Ball. And you remind people, you, you, you don't control the future. I don't care what your religion is. You know what? I learned this with my children. You know what? I make plans and God laughs. So that's the way it's going to be. And I said, so here's what we could do. We could actually fund a couple of things. There's a product called Key Person, and you all three are eligible because you're 33 owners. And you're all key people. So you could find an attorney and really, truly, after six months, have that half a million dollars to replace that attorney initially and get things going. What would you do? And they said, we don't know if we'd replace the attorney. I said, but here's the funny thing about this product. You wouldn't have to earmark it for that. If one of you got disabled, as you talked about, Chris, with your old broker in Cincinnati, if you got disabled, you could actually bring that money in. Your attorneys, you could actually write an agreement. This, this is pure severance. And it's like if you want your kids to go to an Ivy League school or, or, or Stanford or one of these really expensive schools or you know Wake Forest, wherever, all the schools are expensive. What this does is allows your organization, after one of you is out for 180 days, to bring a half a million dollars into your organization to do with it what you see fit, if you really felt like what you wanted to do. You could create a severance package. They go, could we pay expenses with this? And Chris, what would the answer be? Yes. Yes. And I'm not diminishing my business overhead one bit. But the questions that were asked of me is, well, could we do a separation agreement? Yes. Would we have to replace the guy? No. Could we like, you know, half million dollar buy, sell and just buy our partner out with that half million dollars plus whatever else we've done and I'm not diminishing buy, sell? Yes. So we could do with this whatever we wanted. Yes, you could. You could earmark it for the disabled partner. You've already got individual disability insurance at X number of dollars a month. After 90 days, you would get that 20, 20, 20 of 60,000. And then ultimately you would get that half a million dollars total at 180 days, 181 days. The interesting thing, there were surviving partners could treat that as, as, as income, as salary or severance, which would be the same thing. The, the organization could deduct it. You would have a tax liability, Chris, but would you complain about an extra $350,000 after taxes um, in your home in the event you were hurt or sick and never went back to work? Would you complain? Would not complain, Mike. And let me, let me double click on that for a second. Absolutely. If, you know, the, the buy sell products out there, the minimum elimination period for buy sell products are what? One year. One year. So, you know, I, I think, and I think a lot of people are like, gosh, darn, do we want to wait that long? So, and, and again, not saying this is what the product has to be used for, but it is the flexibility of the bag of money, Mike, to your point, is what makes it so attractive yeah. is, is you're able to do things, you know, with that bag of money um, that you, you can't do with other products. Well, the way this product was developed was truly to try to replace a key person. But you know how fast things change, right? So you may be three attorneys, five physicians, a business owner that, you know, has the best salesperson in the world, and all of your intent are to replace it. Then you're the business owner that has the best salesperson in the world, and your 24-year-old daughter who just got a master's degree is really interested in your business and is just one heck of a salesperson. Maybe you don't need to worry about 
replacing that salesperson because you have a person in tow. But still, lost revenue will happen because she's going to be new. And it's like when I had to try to backfill your big shoes in Seattle, Washington, it takes more than a week, Chris. It takes quite some time for people to get comfortable with you in sales, to actually trust what you're doing. I just talked to a, a company, um, actually an insurance company, that, believe it or not, is doing disability. And their their comments were, this is going to happen fast. And my response after being 30 years of a corporate sales guy was, no, it's not. It takes time for people to develop trust and relationships and believe because you have to not only talk the talk, you got to walk the walk as the, as I think Jimmy Johnson said, right? You got to be able to do that. So this gives you the opportunity. And I always say life, when you're stuck with a dilemma, if you have choices, is that better than no choices, Chris? Zero. You know, Mike, it, it brings to, to mind is one things that you're really good at is asking questions. And a question we could add to the stable to the business owner is, you know, what would be the impact of your business if your key employee contracted COVID and never came back to work? Long hauler syndrome. You're absolutely right, right there, Chris. So you bring it right into today's world and that's what happens. Or you've got three attorneys and one happens to make a fair amount of money in ERISA and nobody else does ERISA and ERISA attorneys aren't a dime a dozen, correct? Correct. You may need an ERISA attorney. Well, to go steal that one, let's just say steal that one from another firm. If you've got a bonus of a quarter million bucks and you can keep a quarter million, I'm going to give you an example right now. I got a half a million. I'll give you a quarter million uh, for you to get started. Boom. You're now my ERISA attorney, most likely. And we kept a quarter million dollars. That's a, you know, that's a great idea. You know, one, one of the things too, Mike, is, is we know that in this marketplace, the DI marketplace, the, the overwhelming majority of policies are sold to doctors and dentists, correct? Yeah. And we all, we've talked about for years about the small business market. Well, this is a perfect product for the small business market. And it, it's not overly expensive. It fits a need. And one of the things, Mike, that you and I have talked about a lot over the years is that a business owner, when their eyes open in the morning, what's the first thing they're thinking about? Work. They're thinking about their work and their business. So again, you're talking specifically about making sure that something positive happens to their business out of a negative, i.e. somebody becoming hurt or sick. So you know, again, Mike, we, we come full circle. I remember when people were pounding on you when you were the carrier about how you, know, you need to come out with this product and here's what needs to happen. And because if you do, we're going to you know set the world on fire. We're going to write thousands and thousands and thousands of policies. And yet as an industry, we wrote 300 policies. Uh, last year, which is Chris, pretty I, 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 not to go into the cost, but I would suggest today to anybody that listens to this podcast to go to their general agent and run a 45 year old class, five or six, basically one of your top classes, five or six, 45 years old, which is a, probably a key person, 90 day wait, 20 a month, assuming they're making 250 with a 500 at the end. So the 460 at the end of 180 days and just see what it costs. I think you'll be surprised at how the cost per hundred of this insurance is quite interesting. And when you have choices on what to do with the money, now granted, it's designed to not replace somebody, but to indemnify you actually for the loss of somebody. And then you figure it out from there. And what I love about this product more than anything, Chris, it's about choices. It gives you a lot of choices. At the end of the day, this we're all, we're all looking for in it, Mike. Couldn't agree more, Chris. Mike, that was a great discussion today. Hopefully, is uh, in 2022, maybe the industry can double the amount of key person policies, get it up to 600. Well, Chris, I, I think I need to be part of that 
quotient. So I, I, you know, I, now that I've talked about it, I just come, I'm going to have a lunch today and that's all we're going to talk about. And I have one last thing for you, Chris Carlson. You're going to love this. Talk to me. I know this guy who called me. He listens to our podcast. His name is Jason. He went and got 50 mugs. Honest <laughs> to gosh. 50 mugs. M-U-G. Oh, my goodness. And I, what's going to be interesting, Mike, is the stories that he's going to come back and tell you when he plops that mug in front of somebody. They're going to be, what the heck does that mean? And the conversations that it's going to spark. Chris, I told him what we're going to do is we're going to give him three or four months and we'll have him on and we can either talk about how big of a failure it was, which can happen, or how wildly successful it was. Because I told him if you make one sale, he goes, oh, that more than will pay for the mugs, more than pay for the mugs. So we'll find out uh, probably between now and, say, early March, before March Madness kicks off, how the mug program went. We have somebody that actually did it, called me and said, I've done it. They're on the way. I love it, Mike. I can't wait for that. Well, Mike, you have a, a great rest of the week, and I know you're taking the family to to uh, Orlando and New Orleans. Have a great Thanksgiving. Chris, you do the same, and enjoy, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Bye.